Hey friends, welcome to Drew's Brews, where we have unfiltered coffee shop conversations that you probably wouldn't hear in church. And just like any good cup of coffee, these stories take time to brew. I'm super happy you're here. And if you don't mind, like and share this video or podcast with someone you know. And today we have one of my closest friends, Michael Westbrooks. We're talking about this incredible topic of life and death. As we get into it today, grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join the coffee conversation. And I can't go there. I've never had that. Right. Neither, that neither have I. <laughs> short diagnosis or, you know, yeah. whatever he was facing. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, coming back to the start of the conversation, that's the, that's, that's the weight of where my, my brain's been mm. spinning lately. And what I've been journaling about is this, this darkness of, of, of the heaviness of life that we sometimes, you know, sweep under the rug because yeah. we don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's ugly. And, you know, we even like, um, you know, I think we were talking earlier one time about how we don't even talk, like we don't say the words. And I can't remember the movie, but there was a scene that where they're, talking and you know they whisper the word cancer mm. almost like like it's a dirty she, word she's got cancer yeah like don't don't say that out loud because mm. like it might invoke some spirits or something but it's just like we just whether it's cancer or a automobile accident or a suicide or an overdose mm. or a mystery or a disappearance or a whatever it is. It's like, we don't even like to, it, it's not socially acceptable, at least yeah. where I live, to talk about it. And I mean, to say words, like words, you know, that's something else that right. I feel like has changed for me aging is words matter. And I've gotten to this point, and I don't know what it is, but like I just say things. Mm. You know, I'm I'm at least somewhat socially aware, <laughs> but like if I'm feeling something towards mm. somebody, like in a kind manner, and most of them are positive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why don't you say it? Like yeah. if you're saying, you know what, you know, to to your brothers, you know what, mm. I. I appreciate the fact that I have a brother or my sister or something is just like, can you just say that? If it's hard, say it in a text, you know, yeah. but say the words. Uh, I had a, a situation a pretty good while ago. And I mean, I, I didn't really even know that I was saying anything of impact. But I said something to someone who had lost lost a baby. You know, they they it wasn't born, and they lost the baby. And I don't know what I said, but I said something to the effect of "I'm sorry, I care." I, but yeah, I don't know what I said. But they came back to me and said that really meant a tremendous amount. Yeah, you know, um, so just. Words matter, and you know it kind of gets back to the 
you don't know what today holds. Like, yeah. it might be your last. So you might want to tell your wife you love her. Mm. There's that tension of, like, you don't want to walk around in morbidity and depression. But at the same time, don't walk around in oblivion either. Yeah. And so often I think we numb the pain. We, uh, we cope with the pain. We run to different things um, in our lives, whether it's addiction, drugs. Um, Netflix. Net- Netflix or hobbies or success or work. Like we run to those things to kind of let our mind get off of. Um, we have an yeah. expiration date. Yeah. Or <laughs> even just the mystery, the mysteries. You know, yeah. the, we need a known. Oh, mm-hmm. If I can hold on to this known, something that I can say i know and it can even be a positive thing like you said i mean whether it's exercise or church or you know whatever it is if if you can at least say at least i have this Mm -hmm. you know or it could be as positive as your family at least i have this you know Um, something i can say that i understand and i know so when you're journaling when you're journaling about life and death um what kind of feelings come over you whenever you're jotting those things down or whatever you're writing? How do you feel when you write about life and death? Um, it's a lot of questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to the mystery, mystery of all things. Yeah. Somewhere way back in my past, I think I must be like <laughs> Jewish or something because <laughs> I answer a lot of questions with questions. With questions. <laughs> I got another question. I got more questions. Well, and... and if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have to go here, but even like your life as a paramedic, um, as a firefighter um, uh, within Plano, like you saw a lot of death, you know, Um, and has that informed how you think about life and death, you know, seeing kind of back to your full circle of Parkland Hospital, you know, the the people on the front lines who are dealing with COVID, has that informed your feelings there? I don't see any way it couldn't have shaped it because I saw some yeah. ugly stuff. Mm. I mean, like ugly, ugly, yeah. life-altering stuff that I still have the video mm. snippets in my head. I can go there any minute, and I do yeah. a lot. Um, you never forget them. Um, but um, I guess really I, I would say it just... I, I think of the ugliness of this life a lot, um, which sounds depressing, but no. like every, everything I see, like a lot of what I see about humanness, not a word, is it a word? Uh, we'll make, make it a word. word. <laughs> Today, <laughs> it's a word. Drew makes the rules. <laughs> Anything with like the, the, the human frailty or the human depravity, it's just like, it's ugly. Yeah. I mean, there is death, there is murder, there is abuse, there is, I mean, it's like, there is an ugliness. And I mean, when you have so much exposure to that, whether you're in Parkland or whether you're, you know, frontline worker of any kind, it's like, sometimes you just see some really ugly stuff. So, um, yeah. What do I journal about? I mean, it's a lot of questions that just, you know, that are just running through my head about like, 
why, you know, how, what, what is the resolve? What is, what is the restoration look like? You know, I play with that word a lot about like, you know, it's throughout scripture, the restore, 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 mm -hmm. restoration. You will, the, the world will be fully restored. Um, what does that look like? You know? Yeah. And so it's just a lot of staring off into space. Um, and, but here's the reality is a whole lot of people don't take the time to sit with themselves, right? To think through those questions, to, to go that deep um, in conversations with yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and I know that could be an echo chamber, but I think it's really <laughs> yeah, tough. It's, it's, it's brilliant. The echo chamber is so, <laughs> it's so smart. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. And, and that's to me, I, mean, I keep going back to this, but I think that's a, like, that's part of the aging thing is right. slowing yeah. down, mm. you know, just slow down. I felt like it, your age, I was just running a thousand miles an hour trying to impress, keep yeah. up, build the ego, build the false self, mm. build the image that was so fake and false and mm. pretend that I didn't see anything. Yeah. It was just all a blur. And so I think aging allows you, hopefully for some, not, it's not a magic pill. You wake up at 50 and you have this, <laughs> pace about you yeah uh you do wake up at 40 though and you can't see so. but but, <laughs> but no it, it's that pace of like valuing the slowing down hmm. and um it isn't a, an absent pondering but uh you know it's conversations change pace um you hmm. hopefully become a more active listener um really soaking in what people are saying and what you're hearing. Um, I've shared this story with you, but a good friend of mine um, uh, served in the military and he was a chaplain. And I will never like take this out of my brain, but during his chaplaincy training, uh, the head honcho chaplain told him that chaplains need to walk slower than anybody else. And he said, you won't get that right away, yeah. but you'll get it. And the point being, you see things when you walk slower. You see the person's head hanging low. Mm -hmm. You see the tear in that guy's eye or that girl's eye. And it's the same thing I say about why I love life on a bike or running. Because like, I guarantee you, there's things about Floyd Road right out here that I've run up and down a thousand times mm -hmm. that people who drive up and down it totally miss. Never, they don't know. There's like a really cool like uh, prayer space right across from here huh. at the Catholic Church. It, it's they hidden, it. it's right back yeah. there. I wow. guarantee you a bunch of people don't know it's there. Hey, thanks again for taking time to listen today and join us next week as we continue the conversation with Michael Westbrooks. Make sure to drop a like or a comment for the podcast to let us know how we're doing. And as always, remember, friends, we exist to bring healing and wholeness to our community as we are transformed by Jesus.